Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. It's so great to have you here and to share stories of innovation and opportunity across real estate, property, and building services. And the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible across how we design, build, buy, sell, rent, and invest in property and all of the associated behavior and activities around that. Now, none of this would be possible without our sponsors. So a big shout out to the Direct Connect team, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the innovators behind the Forms Live and RealWorks Forms, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Thank you for your support of the podcast. My guest in this episode is Steve Carulli, founder and non-executive director of Cirrus 8, new locally grown property management software for commercial real estate that is cloud-based, AI-rich and highly flexible. Now, Stephen has a 30-year-plus history in commercial property ownership, management and real estate, including four years as managing director and licensee at Jones Lang LaSalle for Western Australia, and 21 years as a Director of Real Trust Property Accounting Services, Australia's largest outsourced property trust accounting service provider. Now, Cirrus 8 was founded seven years ago, born out of the frustration with the then current suite of property management tools for commercial property. And it is now rapidly growing its market share among some of commercial real estate's biggest brands. Stephen Carulli from Cirrus 8, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Yeah. So, look, I would love to hear the elevator pitch for Cirrus 8. It's always the hardest question that I ask and let's let we get it out the way early on. Sure, sure. Um, look, I guess Cirrus 8 is a cloud-based software platform built for the commercial property management industry. Um, it's intuitive, it's user-friendly, um, and it has lots of uh, automation mm-hmm. uh, to make people's daily lives easier. Fantastic. So, so... What's the problem that it's solving? Why does property management in commercial need this kind of software? Look, I think, you know, for a long time, you know, a lot of the processes in commercial property management can be quite manual, quite repetitive, quite boring, to be honest. Mm. And and until very recently, the platforms available really didn't streamline those workflows and, and, and uh, I guess, leverage technology where they could. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, that's one of the reasons we we built Cirrus 8 because mm-hmm. there just wasn't anything in the marketplace coming close. Um, so so fundamentally, I think what we try to do is is really just make our our users and our customers' lives are more productive and mm-hmm. and more enjoyable. Mm. So so how long have you guys been going for? So we've been live in live in the cloud for six years, just. Okay. Yep. By by a couple of days, mm-hmm. um, the first couple of years with any sort of startup is you know bumping around trying to find one seeing whether your product's going to find a market, mm-hmm. but two just getting the marketing and the pricing pro- you know the pricing kind of models right and but you know really we've just been kind of really sort of um, super excited about how well adapted or how well taken up the product's been. Yeah. So how big an issue. Well, let, help me get an understanding for the size of the market that that Cirrus 8's working in. How big is commercial property management? Yeah, look, in, in you know the, the numbers we use as as a market size in revenue terms, the market's about one point four billion dollars in management mm-hmm. fee revenue that's collected. So it's substantial. 
mm-hmm. even though the numbers of commercial agents seem to be fewer, mm-hmm. um, what they're doing is generally larger scale asset and, and larger volumes of money. Um, and, and as a consequence, um, because it's not so visible, um, it often gets forgotten a bit. Mm-hmm. And the focus is always on the residential market or the strata market and commercial kind of, you know, whilst big in volume or, or, or in, in, in amounts of money, um, you know, sort of in, in user numbers or, or, or agency numbers um, kind of gets lost. Yeah. So, well, look, property management often gets lost in real estate businesses, you know, because all of the emphasis is on the 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 sales heroes, right? But um, so, so software-wise, it, it has always been a, a, a a neglected spot, but who who are the incumbents in this space, and who what does what does Cirrus Eight do that they don't? Yeah, look, you know, vast the vast majority of our competitors, all of our competitors, are overseas based companies. Mm-hmm. Most of them in the US, you know, mm-hmm. a couple in Europe. Um, they tend to have been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so groups like MRI, Yardi, you know, CMS Manhattan recently, some mm-hmm. of the legacy systems in Australia like RP Office and um, yeah. There's been a few others that I won't mention, but but you know the, the truth of it is that that's our market that we compete mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Um, and the truth the truth of it is you know um, most of them without being unkind haven't really innovated in the space. They've had a pretty sort of easy gig, and 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 we sort of um, you know have really bought the the benefits of the cloud of SaaS based software yeah. to to an industry that we thought was screaming out for it. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, some of those businesses have, you know, a long time suppliers in the industry. And so a lot of their original tech was built in legacy platforms anyway. So, you know, one of the benefits of, of, of your age, I guess, is that you've, you've been around since the cloud's been more of a thing. So that's exactly <laughs> and, right. And migrating, I, I completely forgot about RP Office and I used to work for CoreLogic. So there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, see, so we've got a little bit of a cheeky question for you. One of the things that stops companies wanting to move to a new data provider is the pain that goes along with moving from a you know an, an incumbent. How painful is it to move from an incumbent into Cirrus Eight? Look, yeah, you're 100 right, and because <laughs> because we're commercial agents ourselves, we've lived through data migrations and system implementations, and it is disruptive. It's never fun. You know, people resign, and and you know, it's it's a time in your business. <laughs> in tears. In yeah. tears. <laughs> It's it's never fun, and and you know we we don't pretend you know when we're we're sort of you know counselling people before the go lives, you know that it is easy. It's 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 oftentimes a bit messy. But what we've done to, that we think makes it a lot more easy easy is you know we've got a really big implementation team, a really big training and support team. We we're one of the few, if not the only, group that offers in-house training. So in every state, so we've got mm-hmm. offices in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Um, and, you know, what we find is that notwithstanding COVID has stopped a bit of that um, more recently. Prior to that, you know, people really seem to respond better having someone sitting across a desk, you know, explaining them in that early phase when they're learning the system and, and getting that initial training. Mm. Um, yeah. So, look, you know, it's very, very unlikely you'll ever take the, the complete pain out of a, out of a data migration but having said that, I, I always try and and you know say to the the groups we talk to, you, you look at it as a really positive proposition. You get to clean up the data, really bring the integrity up, yeah. um, and and start with you know with 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 more powerful kind of clean 
data sets that you can then use to run your business better. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, look, it, it, at the end of the day, these you know big projects like a migration uh, require time and respect. Like you can't just expect to get them done between, you know, knock off time at five o'clock and before you walk in on a Monday morning sometimes, right? And have it all work seamlessly out of the box. It, it needs a, you need a little bit of a run up to it. So tell us a little bit about your background. How, how did you come into to be in this space? Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm a co-founder with my, my business partner, Ra- Raymond Bouchard. We both commercial agency backgrounds. So Raymond's a long-term sort of um, property accountant mm-hmm. and, and I was, you know, the I guess the managing director of the business we ran. So we, we had a, a boutique agency. We grew to about 70 people in West Australia and we ended up selling it to, um, to Jones Lang LaSalle um, and I ran Jones Lang's business for, for four years um, before getting out of the agency business. But overwhelmingly, what we always sort of felt was then there had to be a better way and, and a more workflow efficient way of mm-hmm. doing property management. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point earlier, you know, property management really is where the value of the agent, you know, particularly if we're talking about real estate agents, as mm-hmm. opposed to owner managers and syndicators and fund managers, um, the value of their business is really in their rent role in their mm. property management recurrent income. Mm. And um, and to a great degree, it, it, it probably isn't or hasn't been to date, um, you know, really appreciated for what it is, mm. you know, and, and I think increasingly people are seeing, you know, it as a really big piece of their business. Certainly recession proofs them and gives their business um, that ability to ride out global pandemics and and what we've been through. So, um yeah, that that was I, I think from our point of view, from 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 our you know knowledge of the industry, you know at a high level, we just understood there was a really good opportunity to come up with um, a product that one was very aligned with Australian requirements, mm-hmm. um, and and then was potentially portable, you know, to the rest of the world also. Mm, fantastic. So, so what does Cirrus Eight let you do that? the legacy systems don't, apart from automation, that automation. Like how, what sort of specific jobs does it make easier? Look, what, what we've tried to do is obviously it's in the cloud. So obviously mm. all you need is a device and an internet connection and you can access it, you know, from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. We've introduced things like owner portals and tenant portals and contractor portals, which mm-hmm. with other systems are not new, but they're yep. relatively new to the commercial real estate market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've we've automated lots of processes that, are notoriously laborious and repetitive, things like rent reviews and arrears collection and charging interest on arrears. Mm. Um, we've really streamed the whole work order facilities management piece. So we've got these really kind of, um, you know, well thought out um, links between originating a quote and having, you know, the quote come back in and then approving the work order and then the invoice being uploaded and with lots mm, So many emails. Yeah. <laughs> well, So many typically in the old days, right? <laughs> That's right. In the old days, it was an email with a PDF attached, and then they'd come back oh. and copy all, and 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 everything sort of in one sort of central that old you know that old saying that single source of truth. Mm-hmm. Everything lives in one really efficient repository, mm-hmm. um, which is what you know. Certainly, the businesses I ran previously, we'd have multiple systems, um, low data integrity because you know not everything was being updated regularly, and and it, we just lots of wheel spin trying to get good quality sort of analytics out of the systems you were using. So. Mm. 
So does Sirius 8 have an analytics side as well? Yeah, we've just yep. launched our executive management dashboard, which gives the bit, you know, the, the managing director or the, the business principal really good sort of trend analysis in terms of how their business is growing and mm-hmm. really good, you know, right down to understanding how each individual portfolio manager is performing from a profitability point of view. Okay. Um, which, you know, a lot of groups are doing in an Excel spreadsheet on the side, but we've kind of, you know, streamlined it and built it in so it auto-populates all that information. Awesome. Okay. So tell us some, how, what's your business model? Look, we're a typical SaaS, you know, sort of software as a service business model. We're subscription based. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're a bit different to what else is in the market. We, we charge per user as opposed to per lease or per property. And the reason we do that, um, you know, we're really proud of the fact that, you know, we find when groups migrate across to Cirrus 8, they can actually manage more leases per property manager than they can on other systems, which yeah. means by charging on a user basis, it's actually cheaper, you know, for yeah. them in, in terms of system access. Okay. Awesome. A bit like, so, so you've got some pretty impressive clients I saw on your website. Like, tell us about some of them and what their experiences have been. Yeah, look, you know, we love all our clients. I won't, I won't <laughs> single anybody out. It's like picking a favourite child. But you know, the some one good thing names I, in there. They, they, look, there are. We're we're really proud of of how it's been embraced right across the market. You know, the the the, the thing that's probably been most, um, I, I guess, most exciting is that when we tend to get one group and a national affiliation on board. We tend to end up in pretty quick time with all of the all of the groups around the country, mm-hmm. and then that gives the opportunity for those groups to to write some bespoke kind of um, you know data analytics around their their marketing group or or their their national business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look, like anything, you you, you know we we've sort of found you know harnessing the power of third party referral is really powerful. You know, if, mm-hmm. if other people are telling someone that you know you're a good proposition it's yep. much easier than us banging the drum saying you know um come and have a look at our product yeah and look one of the one of the uh, sort of one of the jungle drums that i've heard around the whole property management in the commercial space too is that the issue of data ownership is a is is an issue that sure can you tell me more about that well, look, the, you know, obviously with a SaaS-based pl- platform, we're hosting the data and the data is yep. hosted in top-tier data centres, you know, offering the, the latest and greatest in, in data security. But certainly when you're a property manager, you, you, you're often holding lots of sensitive information on behalf of the landlord. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the, the pain points used to be that that, that, meant that information being lost or, or um, you know, misfiled Whatever, <laughs> and and so what we've been able to do by by centralising and uploading it all to the cloud, giving the owner access, so things like bank guarantees and lease documentation, um, you know, all manner of you know kind of really important documents are all sitting in one central repository. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see them. Um, the system has a really sophisticated diary system, so things like insurance renewal expiries and all of that stuff gets you know hardwired in when it's first uploaded. And then the system will send emails saying, hey, you need to address this particular item because, you know, that that, that critical date's come into range. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And so who owns the data, you or the you or the um, client? It's our client's data. It's, yep. it's not our data. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we you know, we make that very, very clear. What what we've been doing more recently, we've got um, you know, some aggregated data type um, you know, uh, approvals within our, our sort of standard terms that allow us to look at industry trends. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, all of the, the principals I speak to are really excited and happy with that because yeah. they're hungry for that information as well. Mm. So when we're able to look at receding metrics or, or, or something that, you know, particularly during COVID-19 has been quite important, we're able to, at aggregate level, pull that information out and, and, and feed it through to our user group. Imagine a real estate forms and contract solution that's always accessible, up to date with legal changes, and cuts admin time by 40%. That's the beauty of the Forms Live platform from Dynamic Methods. With Forms Live, Dynamic Methods have created a form system that is easy, online, and best of all, compliant. Every month, 50,000 agents and property managers use Forms Live in 7,500 agencies across every state and territory in Australia. Plus, Forms Live has over 100 integrations, including the industry's most popular CRMs, connection services, and digital signatures with DocuSign, making it the national platform of choice for real estate forms. Check them out at formslive.com.au. So that's a great well that that's a great lead into my next question, which was, you know, we've heard about how um, you know, COVID nineteen has sort of been has been hard for the for the com- for the commercial property market, especially. Sure. How has it gone for Cirrus Eight? Like, have you found at a time when people are doubling down on their tech and and using it to to upgrade, or or how have you how have you found that? Yeah, look, you, you know, COVID nineteen's probably accelerated a lot of, of our customers move to the cloud. Yep. You know, in, in different jurisdictions, lots of people working home from home for long periods of time mm. um, may not have had really, you know, well-structured VPN networks or, or whatever. Mm. And, and as a consequence, those that were on a cloud-based platform certainly found that transition to working from home much easier. Um, so first and foremost, uh, you know, it, it's probably accelerated people coming on board, mm-hmm. which is is brought with it some unique challenges because, you know, we've had <laughs> to onboard, <laughs> yeah, a lot more people than we probably expected to in the time frame. It was interesting, you know, a good example, one of the challenges was when, you know, around the country, different states came up with um, different tenant kind of, um, you, you know, uh, propositions around rent-free periods and deferrals and um, and that sort of stuff. So we had, you know, 6,000 users around the country all saying, how do I do a rent deferral? How do I do a rent-free period? How do mm. I do a rent waiver? Um, mm. and, and the beauty of the cloud is we were able to, our training and support team got together really quickly, put a series of videos together and was able to publish those videos on our knowledge base. And, and people, we just directed them to the knowledge base. They watched the video and they completed it really quickly and really efficiently. Awesome. Awesome. And... And so I'm I'm really curious. So as someone who's run a big commercial property group and now in the in the prop tech space, what's the biggest challenge been for you as an entrepreneur and as a co-founder? Yeah, look, you know, for us it, it, it's always keeping up with the the the, the rate of change. There's always yeah. something new and exciting and and you want to make sure that um you 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 I guess grabbing the bits that will really add value and don't distract you or or derail you from the core business, the core game. Um, so sorting through that has its challenges. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I don't see, you know, I just see the commercial agency business or, or industry as one that 
has been really crying out for a long time for the sort of technology that I think has been available in other businesses for, for a fair while longer. Mm. Um, and, and so the promise we kind of make to our clients is that, look, you, you go and run your property management business or your, your commercial agency, we'll bring the technology. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about, you know, what's new and great. And we, we've got a development environment. We continue to develop all the time. And when things are, are fit for purpose and tested, we just copy them to live and you get them for the same subscription mm-hmm. um, you were paying. So right. rather than having to buy version 2.0, version 3.0 and lose all the, the bits, you know, that you bolted on and, mm-hmm. and, and it'd be a really expensive kind of, um, you know, repetitive process, it's just a lot easier, I think, for people to, you know, sit back, take some comfort that that piece of their business is being looked after, um, and you know, and and it's a, it, might I say, it's very much led by our customers. So the stuff that we build, the new enhancements and the new features, are really what our clients tell us they want. Mm, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so, if I am a commercial property manager using Cirrus Eight. How is the experience of my tenants or my property owners affected or different to to past systems? Yeah, well, look, look. First and foremost, from an owner's point of view, if if the agent um, enables the owner portal, um, then the the owner gets visibility read only um, of all of their portfolio. So they might have four or five properties with that particular agent. They can see them all. It links in with Google Maps, so they can see a little green icon and they can drill down on a a property page, they get to see balances in real time, um, all of their document library is published. And, and depending upon the way that the, the sort of agents set it up, all of the monthly reporting can be published to the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, they can give, give that sort of login access to their accountants mm-hmm. and their accountants can do their best compliance. So it really is a far more sort of efficient and seamless way of sharing the data uh, and mm-hmm. we've actually also got sort of uploads to other general accounting packages like Zero and MYOB and the Vision and some of these others where um, people can then do a data feed, a, a digital data feed, straight into their general accounting system. Oh, that's I'm, – I'm a big fan of Zero, so, I, you know, and I love how um, even just at my small consulting level um, how everything feeds into that. So I can imagine what – I can also imagine in the old days – People emailing their accountant, their bank yeah, accounts. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, yeah. Um, so, Steve, get your crystal ball out. And and what do you see are the trends that are coming down the pipe for commercial property management over the next five years? I mean, it's been such a crazy couple of years. Um, but what do you think is going to be driving what comes next? Yeah. Look. Look. I think. You know, first and foremost, technology is a big part of it because mm. people are now starting to discover there is more efficient, you know, cost-effective ways of doing things. So, you know, look, the truth of it is most landlords don't want to collect their own rent. They don't want to manage their own property, particularly commercial landlords that might be wealthy, high-net-worth families or their institutional owners. And they, they, they generally want someone to do that job. So I don't think that the, the job of property management is going away anytime soon. Mm. Um, I think the necessity to be price competitive in a, what is a very competitive market means that people need to be leveraging, you know, the best in systems and, that, and giving their, their their staff, their their people, the best tools available. So I think that that's really what 
because five years in a lot of ways is not not that far out. So, you know, I think that that's where we'll get to. We'll start to leverage, you know, more in sort of optical character recognition stuff and, and, and you know, machines and robots will start to do more of that stuff. Um, I, I think, you know, in more recent years, there's been, you know, a bit of a trend for some of the, the more institutional owners to pull property management in-house. Um, mm. So, you know, groups like, you know, Mervac and Charter Hall and, vicinity and Westfield Shopping Centre, all of those um, over the last sort of decade or so have have very much moved to an in-house model. You know, that tends to be cyclical. So whether or not they decide, you know, that it can be done better done by, you know, sort of fleet-footed agents in the marketplace. Um, you know, I, overall, I, I think, you know, property management will look very different in five years to the extent that, you know, the way it's performed will be more based on the collection of SaaS products you've bolted together mm. to give you a really kind of not only cost-effective solution, but a solution that catches mistakes. You know, it, it gives gives the landlord high accuracy. Um, you know, enables property managers to manage more um, mm. leases, more properties, um, but do it in a in a in a in a high quality, you know, sort of quality controlled fashion. If that makes sense. Mm. In the residential space, in the residential property management space, there's a conversation emerging that goes along the lines of as we free up property managers from the busy work of, you know, having to do all the things that are involved around property management over email, then, and as automation and AI starts to support them better, the time that's being freed up can also be better used to turn them more into advise you know consultants or you know advisors to landlords on what their next investment property should be or to help them you know grow their wealth in that space do you think that might be a thing in in commercial look very much so i mean you know if you talk to any commercial property management company anywhere in the country at the moment um you know the client facing time is is the most important piece you know mm. you know building those relationships maintaining those relationships and really giving that landlord that that higher level attention is really what everyone aspires to the truth of it is you know most people get bogged down in 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 your sort of clumsy ways of doing things um and the process dominates you know the the job more than you know the, the important stuff so very much mm. I, I would agree with that mm. and and i think um yeah, I, I think, you know, property management's not an easy gig. I think anyone that's done it for any length of time, people don't generally ring you when to say, gee, you're doing a good job. They ring you when, you know, the rent's not collected and when there's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, so to be able to give property managers um, that, that, you know, that more, you know, you know, sort of that free them up, if you like, to do that higher level, more enjoyable piece mm. is a big piece of what we sort of aspire to doing. Mm. Do you run a PropTech business or are you the founder of a PropTech? Make sure you join the PropTech Association of Australia. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally to help you promote and grow your business. Go to proptechassociation.com.au and follow the prompts to join. And I, look, I imagine the data that you're seeing, and again, completely anonymized and not, you know, not not talking about this in an inappropriate way, but 
I imagine the data that you're seeing will start to identify trends or what what people's portfolios look like and help you know more quickly get a better understanding of exactly you know performance around portfolios and what they're doing and yeah. and that that information if then tied to something like a no I don't know if the tech exists yet but something like an Archistar or a point data who are able to assess different properties you know and and see whether potential has been fulfilled and and look at development spaces and things like that the combination of those two working together um would be a mate look extraordinarily powerful right yeah and look <laughs> you know we, we've already seen it as I said during COVID with with the receding metrics you know be it a residential be it a sort of a retail property an industrial property a commercial office tower you know we're able within the system to differentiate you know where which category those properties sit in so mm. we're able to really drill down the next level and mm. say well you know industrial is doing okay you know their seating metrics are up mm. but retail's through the floor and so we're able to 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 sort of slice and dice and get a really good insight into you know what is happening empirically as opposed to anecdotally mm. and then at the same time we've just recently started a series of um of sentiment surveys with our user base, given how large it's got, we can really get, um, you know, a, a national kind of perspective and then an individual state perspective with, with with respect to how people are seeing what's happening in the market and how, how things are affecting their business, mm. which we think, you know, again, will be really powerful for, um, you know, for, for everybody really. Yeah. And look, I know one of the great mysteries, you know, coming from the residential space, one of the great mysteries to me in the commercial space was always that there's no consistent metrics around commercial, retail, and and in, and especially industrial property. Like, how do you actually compare apples with apples? So, I think this sort of stuff is really exciting because the more that you kind of collect the data, the more you can actually start to get to that common metric. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The, it, can can you can you work on that too? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I mean, our head of development, you know, every time we have, you know, sort of a brainstorming session, I'm sure he comes out with a headache because there's so many opportunities and there's so many good ideas that flow yeah. from just general discussion. We, we're going to get to them all, but yeah. like everything, you know, we need to prioritise and, and really do the ones that move the needle most for our client base yeah. first. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to jump on your roadmap. Um, I just I just know that, look, well, you know, every... Every company, every real estate agency seems to have their own definitions and and we go very granular because there isn't any commonality across data terms in the commercial space. Sure. And so because there's no commonality, it's really hard to know, you know, to compare apples with apples and to, and to understand what you're dealing with, which means that you therefore lose the insights because you can't actually see things clearly. So yeah. if, if everything's starting to, you know, if we can come up with that common uh, framework and lexicon for, for, commercial da- for commercial data, it will make it, it will improve everybody. It, it, I know people hang on to their, their data definition because they think that that's their IP and it makes their data special, but no, it's it's your insights and your ability to action those insights that makes your data special, not just the fact that you've got a different, you know, title heading on the on the column of of what things are called. Yeah, I agree, and it's been interesting in the commercial space because it's really only been the property council who have been, if you like, that that kind of central focus for commercial data. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone, 
you know, in the market is a member of Property Council. So yeah. by virtue of its own kind of membership limitations, it's not seeing a market-wide mm-hmm. sort of representation. What we're hopeful of, and, you know, you never expect to get, you know, total domination, but if you can get a big enough piece of every market, then it's very easy to, 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 to be, you know, put together some really quite um, insightful and, and detailed analysis um, that you know we can we know won't, just won't be available um, anywhere else than mm. than in the analytics that a system like this produces. Mm, fantastic. So, what does the future look like for Cirrus Eight, Steve? Look, it's exciting times for us. I mean, it's it's um, it's it's growth. You know, we're in that sort of hyper growth phase. So we we're, we're through the startup kind of um, you know ructions and 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 the inertia there, and it really is just um, continuing to grow our user base. Um, we've got some exciting plans with respect to taking things offshore and, and getting into to different markets. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia, first and fo- foremost, is our really our, uh, our focus because we just feel, you know, we're in the Southern Hemisphere, we're a fair way away from the rest of the world. We tend to kind of, we think, get neglected a bit by some of the bigger groups out of the US or Europe. So the focus will always be on continuing to grow our footprint in Australia but we know it's it's come organically. We we're getting lots and lots of inquiries from all over the the world now, where mm-hmm. people are just looking for a better mousetrap, you know, yeah. something that they can use. They've heard good things, and yeah, so it goes. Yeah. Awesome. So look, Steve, it's been absolutely a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for telling us all about Cirrus Eight. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. Yeah, Thanks. that's great. Okay, here's the outro, Charlie. And that was Stephen Carulli from Cirrus 8. And I'm going to confess that I love these stories of a frustrated person in industry with decades of experience decides to hell with this and invents his or her own software that shows how it should be done. Commercial property is a big high stakes game and the successful players in the commercial PM space have enjoyed market share for a long time because of the high barriers to entry that previously existed around developing tech stacks. But cloud-based tech has changed all of that. And it's something that we've seen consistently across the residential space that I think commercial can learn from. Around seven to 10 years ago, there was a flurry of innovation in prop tech startups experimenting with this new cloud-based computing and the options around building technology that the industry desperately needed and which showed exciting new ways that things could be done. At the time, though, the big players were all stuck on their legacy systems, and it has taken literally years and millions and millions of dollars to move off those platforms. In the meantime, though, those startups have become rapidly growing scale-ups, winning significant market share off the bigger players and showing property owners, agents and property managers how they can streamline their processes, take ownership and advantage of their own data and reduce their workloads. And this is one of the reasons why we're seeing so much M&A activity in the residential space at the moment with big acquisitions by Domain, REA, MRI and CoreLogic because the prop techs are maturing into viable scale-ups, 
just as the big players are also becoming more cloud-based themselves and able to more easily embrace new technology into their own stacks. So my prediction is that we're going to start seeing similar activity happening in the commercial space. Once the incumbents wake up and realise that they're being disrupted just as much as any agent or property owner out there. So look, great work, Cirrus 8 team. It's great to see another Perth-based prop tech scoring goals. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech Podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my podcast producer, the fabulous Charlie Hollands, and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the name behind Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Australia, Australia's industry body supporting the flourishing prop tech community. Now, if you're an Australian or a New Zealand prop tech who would like to be on the show, drop me a line via LinkedIn or Kylie at proptechassociation.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, keep on prop teching.